So I was completely jealous of Stu that he was going to get to do this interview. And then he had to boogie out. So here we are at the NRB. And we're doing like, man, interview after interview of these most amazing gifted people that God has. And Stu was going to get to do this interview. But I stepped in. So here we are, Truth Talk Live, Richard Pearson. The book is that is the hour that changes everything. And so you might guess that this is kind of the hour that changes everything. America's role in Bible prophecy. America's role in Bible prophecy. And, and so absolutely amazing. And I get to hear this now firsthand. Very good. I'm glad said, to be here. Uh, a lot of folks, right? They think, well, America's not in, but you know, that Russia, you know, that all the stuff in Daniel, you know, you yes. all this. But we have the goods now. We have the goods. We have 53 descriptions, biblical descriptions, of a nation called Mystery Babylon the Great, and the United States of America meets every description. Really? Yes, she does. That's. The mystery that could be on yes. So that's so. the mystery. You know, uh, Daniel said, seal the book until the time of the end. Right. At the time of the end, it says the wise will understand, but the wicked will not. The mysteries in the Bible, the secret things, Deuteronomy 29, 29 says, the secret things belong to the Lord, but the things he reveals unto us belong to us and to our children. In the last days... There will not be many questions on what's happening in prophecy because the Holy Spirit has guaranteed that the generation where the mystery is unveiled, he will speak. And wow. he will unveil the mysteries. And the United States of America plays a pivotal role in Bible prophecy. So, wow, I know you're like me, like, okay, so who's Richard Pearson? So, yeah, and how is it that you came to, across this information? Well, in, in, uh, when I was 18 years old, I made a vow to God. Uh, I said, if you're real, I will give you my life, but you have to show me you're real. At that point, I was in an apartment with a friend, and we were praying. The door blew open. A wind came into the room and encircled us. And I didn't know what was going on, and I got scared. And I thought, what have I conjured up? And I buried my face in the carpet. And I said the name Jesus over and over again. And then I started speaking in another language wow. for about 10 minutes. At that point, I put my hand up and I said, Lord, I don't know what's going on, but I'm yours. The door left, the, the, the wind left the room and the door shut behind it. I did not know that the second chapter of Acts was in the Bible. I was raised with cessation theology. Oh, wow. But when, when the disciples were gathered together, Right. With one accord, suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and filled them where they were at. And they spoke in 15 different dialects, the miracles and the wonders of God. So that was my first encounter with the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So now i got to ask, like, did you know what you were saying? No. I mean, you knew it was coming out no, of your I mouth, but you didn't know. I did not know. It was another language, and I did not know what I was saying. So, just to chime in to totally go on a rabbit trail, those who know me well know I was healed miraculously from cancer, from okay. a very deadly form of lymphoma. And the man that healed me, whose name was Richard, and he came into the dealership where I was working and said that he'd heard from God that there was somebody there that needed to be healed. So he came in, laid hands on me, and literally tumors that were all over my body within like 48 hours were totally gone, like gone like oh my goodness well that man 
right? This is why I'm telling you that story. I once asked him about the gift of tongues because he's he he was a pastor of a church where they practice such, right? And I so I and I respected this man com completely, and I said, so Pastor Little, what do you think about the gift of tongues? And he said, Robbie, I don't know certain things. I don't, you know, when people are there in the church and they're talking, I don't know what that is. It's between them and God. But with this, I do know. He said, one time I was on a mission trip in Brazil. And you know, in Brazil, they speak Portuguese. Which, you know, it's one thing to speak Ch um, Spanish, but it's another thing to speak Portuguese. Not a lot of people do that. And he said, and I've got an interpreter and I'm speaking to this large group of people in Brazil. And all of a sudden, something comes out of my mouth. And I have no idea what I said, but it was clearly in Portuguese. And after the service, this woman comes up in total tears and said in Portuguese to the interpreter, I am going to keep the baby. Right. The secret things belong to the Lord. Right, right. You get and the, the picture. things he reveals to us belong to us and to our children. That God's ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And he moves in mysterious ways. But we know this. Every time he moves, it's for our benefit. He is a good God. He loves us. And he wants good things to happen. But when a nation turns its back on God, especially a covenant nation, you're, you're walking on the wrong trail. Yeah, you actually the the rabbi was just here with Stu. Yes. That I didn't get to do that interview. I was very jealous of that too. What he said was the difference between um, exile and deliverance is one letter, the letter Aleph. He said no God, and you got exile, right? And so, how did God like we went from this? How did you get from there to? The hour that changes everything, America's role in Bible prophecy. And when I was 32 years old, um, I gave a large amount of money to a medical missions. Uh, it was 10% of my net worth. I really felt I was supposed to help a third world nation. And when I released that money, something happened similar to, oh, in, yeah, you were to, about. to in, the, uh, in the apartment. Uh, for seven days, I had revelation knowledge come to me, and on the seventh night of the seventh day, an audible voice woke me up and spoke to me, and it was all about America's role in Bible prophecy. And I asked the voice, I thought with my mind, I said, why are you calling me, Lord? And the voice said, because I love you, and then it entered my chest and spoke audibly and said, I want you to have fruit that remaineth. Now, that's, that's called a theophany. It's an encounter. It's personal with God. But the, the download that I was given over a period of seven days of what was coming to America is all in this book, and it's all confirmed by the Logos. It's a different interpretation of traditional theology because many people will tell you that America's not in the Bible, but I will show you in Scripture, if you read this book, I will take you through the Scriptures, and I will show you line upon line precept upon precept, where we've missed it for 2,000 years. And Mystery Babylon is no longer a mystery to those who are willing to have ears to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying in our generation. And that's the purpose of the book, to, to bring people into the Bible. So 
what you said a minute ago, to go back to what you said, you, you had said that generation. This generation. Right, right. It, that, that, that generation that would receive this revelation would be the generation of man. This is, it is the hour. Like, it and, is and the so, hour. And there's another mystery in Scripture. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall be changed in the twinkling of an eye. This, this mortal will put on immortality. I believe that one of the greatest prophetic insights before the rapture takes place, the mystery of the rapture, will be the unveiling of the mystery of Babylon the Great. It's not all going to happen over in the Mideast. It's going to happen right here in North America. When, when the apocalypse takes place, when the four riders are released and we go into the seven-year tribulation, the hoofbeats of the four riders of the apocalypse are first going to be heard in the United States of America because it's a global transition. It's not going to happen over in Israel. It's going to happen globally. And the richest, most powerful nation in the history of the world is the United States of America, and it's going to begin with us. Wow. So what are, you know, not to steal your candy, but I want to. <laughs> so what, what are some of those passages that you feel like might whet some appetites, like that, 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 that you feel like God gave you some insight that had not been? Well, uh, Jeremiah 50 and 51, Isaiah 47, the whole chapter, Revelation 17 and 18 describe 53 descriptions and it talks about a nation who is the richest nation in the world the merchants of the earth trade with her she is recognized globally as a woman she sits upon the seven mountains of the earth which are the seven continents uh, her icon is a woman we have the statue of liberty with seven spikes in her head representing her illumination to the seven continents of the world she she sits on this beast in revelation 17 and this beast wants global power but the woman is sitting on him and the words uh, sit is kathamia it means polices or rules over until the time the beast is to be released and that's in god's mind only and he will say to Jesus, Jesus, open the seals. And he will open the first four seals in, in Revelation and release the four riders of the apocalypse. And the beast will be released, the new world order. It will be a godless government. And at that point, the bride will be taken out, the bride of Christ. And God will hand the planet over to these people who don't want God. They don't want the Ten Commandments. They don't want Judeo-Christian moral protocol. God says, okay, have at it and see how you like it. And he will take his church out, his bride, and we will enter into the seven-year seven tribulation period. But the United States of America will rule and reign until the day of the transition and when that hour comes, Revelation 18.8, Revelation 18.10, Revelation 18.17, Revelation 18.19, Revelation 14.7, Isaiah 47, 9-11, all say it will happen in one hour, in one day, the transition will take place. And that's when the rapture happens. When the judgment comes down, the bride will go up. And, wow. and like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, 
yeah. our God is able to deliver us. No weapon formed against us can prosper. Wow, wow, wow. The, the book, again, is the hour that changes everything. America's role in Bible privacy. Richard Pearson. So how? what's the best way for people to get the book? Uh, you can go to um, www.prophecyusa.org. Or you can go to Amazon and get it right on Amazon. We're an Amazon bestseller in Canada and the U.S. Wow. But wow. Our, our website's the best place to get it. And where is, is that Richard Pearson? That's at uh, prophecyusa.org. Prophecyusa. Prophecyusa. Dot O-R-G. Or dot org. However you want to say that. So, <laughs> well, Richard, wow, wow. I am so, uh, man, grateful that I got to do this, got to ask my questions. <laughs> and so, I know when you saw the book, you were intrigued. I am. I am. I love this stuff, and I'm so grateful. Like, man, I can hardly wait to read it. Can I leave your, your, your listeners with, with six words to remember? Please. Okay. Jesus is alive. Jesus is coming, and we win. <laughs> there you go. That's something to live by, literally, forever. <laughs> forever. Thank you, Richard. God bless. God bless you.